<laughs> I like those little graphics. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> no, that's so good. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. That was <laughs> pretty funny. Job on all those. I love them. I love them. Mm-hmm. All righty, guys. All righty, guys. We are live. We are live. Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Check it, check yeah. it. Check, I check, one, it. two. Check it. Prestige worldwide. Check it. Prestige worldwide. <laughs> I love it. Guys, that was awesome, man. I mean, look, I, I, that was, I would classify that as an ugly win. What would you guys classify it as at this point? Sloppy win. Yeah. 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 You know, ugly and um, I think we uh, love to make it harder on ourselves than we really should be. Um, yeah. You know, it's that's just kind of the Charger way, and that's the tough thing about being a Chargers fan in general. We always find a way to be able to just be, um, you know, harder on ourselves than it should have been. And so um, <laughs> it is what it is. It is, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, a win is a win, but, I mean, sometimes you come out of these wins feeling defeated at the same yeah. side. So. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good way of describing it. That's how I feel about this win, right? I still think we need to fire Lombardi, man. I, I was so tired of his stupid play calling the second half. I mean, how many right. stats did we get the second half here, guys? And we yeah. just look well, at yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to pull, I'm gonna pull up all that stuff. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I remember in the game, in the game they talked about with about seven minutes left in the half, we had 53 yards in total. Yeah, 53 yards. With yes. about seven minutes left. Like, that's – not good at all. Not at all. Like that yeah, is terrible and, and, to see something like that. And the thing is, this team is too talented to be that bad the second half. I don't yeah. That's when we should be playing our better football, and we are not. Yeah. That's the concern I have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, yeah, I mean, I, but I, we were we were lights out in the first oh, first half. You know, like I don't understand why we can't continue that uh, yep. style of play through the second half. It doesn't make any sense yep. to me. Like yeah, I was just it's, like it's, really Ugh. frustrating i was yeah. i was get, getting the bottle of bleach out for myself like i know just like i'm done like, dude Ugh. i'm gonna well, drink it and the, and the thing that's hard about it is that we were at 27 7 at halftime and mm-hmm. we were going to get the ball back after the half too right i mean you start looking at that and you start thinking man this game's gonna get it's just a blowout at this point and it should yeah. stay as a blowout and Yep. Where, I mean, we had the DeAndre Carter fumble. Basically, that kind of made an issue at that point. Yeah. Um, that gave him a short field. I think they ended up getting three points off of that. But yep, Kyle points. was saying in text message, I mean, we had 17 unanswered points until the last touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, that was really, really not a good way to do it. Um, in right. Brandon Staley's postgame um, conference, he talked a lot about how, you know, we played well in the first half and then we stumbled again in the second half. And we found a way to be able to win in the fourth. I mean, my opinion of that is, is <laughs> yeah. you, we, we could have won that game and actually put that game out of hand mm-hmm. in yep. the second half before yep. the half or yep. just yep. in the third. We don't need to play this. Hey, let's figure it out in the fourth quarter to be able to end the game at a very tight situation where we have to make a play. 100%. And 100%. That is, that is a frustrating thing about this team. For me, yeah. it's, that's, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't deal with it anymore. I'm I'm done. No. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, we therapy. We're, not done. We're, 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 we're diehards. We're well, gonna do it right, till we die. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Forget about it. I mean, Justin Herbert. All right, look, let's start at least from the positives. Justin yep. Herbert, 20, 27 to 39, 340 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Great. Dude, they got we're lucky we got Justin Herbert, but but 
my argument has always been this about Joe Lombardi. He's not allowing Herbert to really be fully, you know, optimized. Right. And mm-hmm. dude, his play calling is so predictable. The only, okay. I will say this though. And I, James and I talked about this when I got back, uh, when I was heading home, he, the one play call that was good was that fourth and one when he rolled Eckler out, hit, hit him in the, the, uh, in the flat. But I'm like, that's what the Jaguars are doing all the time. They're just, right. they're, they're, they're doing motion on, on the edges. And the thing that's nice about doing that specifically is that you can't, well, first and foremost, at that moment, the linebacker is most likely not going to come up and make the play. That's where your corner has to make the play. Mm-hmm. And you keep getting those big hits on the corner. It, it wears them down. Uh, who is their guy? Stingley that was hurt through most of the game as well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was in and out of the game because of his injury. And that's what the Jags did a really good job against us. They, they did a lot of stuff on the edge, nothing up the middle. It was more on around the edge. And so it just it frustrates me that we're not playing that way. We're, we're playing very, like I said, we're still stuck in this whole preseason mentality of base halfback dive left, halfback dive right. Nothing exciting. Nothing. Nothing's interesting. Where are the jet sweeps? Where are the uh, you know sweep plays? You know with DeAndre Carter or Gerald Everett. It's just it's just not there. Yeah, and that's a Lombardi issue, hundred percent. Yeah, yep. Lombardi. I still want his ass fired. I, I even <laughs> even we, even we got this W. He still should be fired. He sucks. He sucks. So yeah, you know, and, and and I've been saying this for a while about this team is we're we're a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team. And yeah. Yep. You know, we we have two different tails two well it's basically and it's literally split in half. So one one way or another, we're just phenomenal on one side. I mean, I felt like our offense was completely unstoppable for the first quarter mm-hmm. and then the second half we just figure out how to not play anymore. Yep. 100%. And, and Andy and I kind of talked about it that there was I'll give you an example of how our offense became very predictable. Um, even to say our defense became a little soft too, but yeah, um, I mean, situational, you know, the situations that we put them in kind of didn't help them out all in their case. But at the same side, I'm going to stick to the offense on this one just because of how Joe Lombardi is. Um, mm-hmm. So there was that one play where we went first and 10. We ran the ball to the left, basically tackle for a loss. We, we kind of bailed out on that one because there was a holding call or pass interference or holding call on the Texans. Got us to a first and five. What did we do for the next play? Literally the yeah. same exact play. Got yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have a first and five at that point, your playbook is open. And mm-hmm. why do the same play again? And that, right. that's what's frustrating. Now, I'll give you the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde element of it. It's when we were on that fourth down call, where it was fourth and one, what do we generally do? Run the ball up the middle every yep. time. Yep. And yep. wow, he didn't do it. Guess what he did? He rolled out Justin Herbert with Eckler yep. in front of him. And guess what? Now you could choose two ways to be able to run this play. You could say, all right, Herbert, you could run to get that one yard, or you could dump it off to Eckler, which got him like 20-something yards on that. 20-something yards, yep. And wow, that's the right way to do it. I've look. I've never been an offensive coordinator. I've never been in organized football or anything, but I got a lot of knowledge about this game. That's the right play to do when you have a mobile quarterback. 
Big time. And Big time. if you look at any other team out there that has a mobile quarterback, they will run those type of plays. And guess what? Right. Later on in that same drive, we ran that same play call again. And guess what? Austin Eckler got a touchdown on it for 20 yards. So mm -hmm. these yep. are things that what these are things that need to be done. And these are things that need to be implemented more in our offense and be less predictable. Now, the other side of that is, is if we seems like we're almost in a weird way, like running only five offensive plays the entire game and not really mixing things up. Right. And yep. I was saying to Andy, I was like, man, it's almost like we're the Gus Bradley. Now we have a Gus Bradley S and I mean, he is a defensive right. quarter, mind you, but he's the party. Gus Bradley of offenses basically to where he's only keeping a very small amount of set of, of plays. Right. And that, becomes very predictable. The defense knows what you're doing and they'll attack it accordingly. And so it's a tough situation here. I mean, I'm sorry I went a little bit on a rant, but it's it's frustrating to watch us. Yes, yep. it's a win. I get it. It's a win. But at the same side, at it should have been this close. to know those five plays. No. Yep. Yep. Right. It should have it should have been close. And nope. Aether's got a great point here. And th this is something we discussed so many times over. Uh and James, you and I talked about this over and over again, when you got your knee on somebody's throat, you put mm -hmm. them down, dude. That's it. 100%. And, and yeah. we had that the entire time. Dude, they look god-awful the first yeah. half. Right. And But I'm like, do they go in the locker room and all of a sudden decide, hey, guys, let's just, you know, put the car in park? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. Aether, so let's just go off this. My only takeaway from the game is you're up 20. Why are you being concerned that this stuff uh, will – cost you against a good team because they're not going to have 20 points lead should not be close. And I agree. I mean, yeah. we, we just played soft after that. And I, and I don't mm -hmm. understand why, you know, we just had this almost some malaise of, I don't know, um, boredom or I don't know. It was weird. It's, it's yeah. like, we just came out not wanting to play the second half and yeah. All right. We'll just go play base defense, base, whatever. And I'm like, dude, that is not how you win games in the NFL. Yeah. Cause look, no, and I'll say this last thing. Yes, yes, are the Texans. Yes, we're talking about this as our slump buster game, but they're still a good team, right? Yeah. Every team in the NFL is a good team. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, every right. team is good. And you're right. seeing this season that every team can beat any team any given Sunday. And so, mm -hmm. man, I just, I just, I get so frustrated with Lombardi and the way he just, uh, man, really, the only call that he's made all season that I was, was a good call was that fourth and one. That was the only yeah. call. And yeah. then he went right the, back the, to it again. Yeah. It scored a touchdown. Like, they yeah, ditched right. it. Why aren't you doing that all season? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So frustrating. Anyways, yeah. I'm going to rant on this a while longer. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's weird coming off a win and wanting to rant about things. I know. And, exactly right. Yes. I know. Yes, but, yeah, that's what I was just saying to you guys. It's like, I mean, it's weird that I that we have this win and I'm still mad about it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like look. What? Yes. Yes. <sighs> Yeah, like like we just we can't be letting this happen, you know. Like we this game should have been closed in the third quarter, not not yeah. the half. And like you know, they could have slacked off a little bit on the third quarter because we could have scored another two touchdowns in the the third quarter, and then we would have been like, all right, whatever, you know. Like there's no coming back from that at all, you yeah. know. Hundred percent. So yeah, it's just all gas, so, no breaks, man. We got to keep going. All gas, no breaks. I and it, it's so strange to see. The complacency, that's the right word for it, complacency. That's what it feels like. And I and I know coaching would say, no, that's not, that's not what our plan was. That's not what we're doing. But it just it doesn't feel like we had any any anything, you know. 
um, any type of energy out there in the second half. And, man, nobody looked that good out there. I mean, Justin Herbert looked fine. But, again, I think the problem is is we're, we're predictable. First half, we always do pretty well. Second half, they do not make any changes on offense. Yeah. And yet, what do you expect? They're, they're going to change the way they play defense on you to stop you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't expect them to just keep calling the same defensive plays anyways. I just yeah. It's just predictable. It's not, I don't know, uninspired. That's a good word for it, too. Hey, Jose, you know, he just brought up a point about cut Sony Michelle. Um, so it was interesting about that. So I heard a little bit of like a rumor going on within the running backs room. When they signed Sony Michelle, it kind of made the running back room a little bit ticked off. And and I think there's a level to that that they oh, yeah. should be thinking a little bit mad about that because oh yeah, once again with with Joshua Kelly um playing as well as he did in in preseason and he earned basically that running back two position. Yeah. Um that probably you know, hurt him a little bit on that situation because now he's thinking, okay, so was I not good yep. enough to be running back too? Yep. Yeah. Like I get it when you go after a guy like that because the guy has won Super Bowls with multiple mm-hmm. teams and you want a guy like that on your team. Um, but it can cause a little bit of a rift in the running back room. Now mm-hmm. yep, I'll go back within this game too. So in the first half, I felt the best this offense looked is when Kelly was running in the backfield too. Um, he was running a lot of, you know, good solid runs. He had basically two, it was a first down and 10. I think he ended up getting six yards on that play. Next play, he got another six plus yards, looked good. And then for some reason, they didn't put him in back after that. Yep. And he only had four touches the entire game. Now, I really think there needs to be a level of putting in Joshua Kelly. And I think there needs yeah. to be Sony Michelle needs to be a guy to be able to catch the ball. Or, yeah. or just get a very, very small amount. I think they really need to go double-headed monster, two-headed monster, I should say, double-headed, two-headed, two-headed monster <laughs> yeah. with Eck and Kelly. I think yeah. they just have to do that. And mm-hmm. the offense looked in sync when they had Kelly on the back. I mean, we talked a little bit about that scenario, yep. and I, I might do another video about chatting about this, but the thing is, though, I feel like Austin Eckler is a fantastic guy at catching the ball. We all know that. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. In 2019, he had almost 100-something catches. I think it was about 90 catches that season. And I, I said after that season, I think we need to put Austin Eckler in the slot and make him do a lot more slot-based catches. And I think he would be yeah. great at that position. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would be great to be able to see something like that, where that tweet that I shared with you guys, where they were saying, put Kelly in the back, have him basically be kind of the RB1 per se, um, but then put Eckler in, in the slot position and let him run the ball or catch the ball on the run. And he does fantastic in space. I think that really can confuse defenses to be able to have two guys like that in the backfield yeah. and really open up this offense further. So I, I think it's just an interesting thing. And I, we need to find new wrinkles within this, this team. And, mm-hmm. you know, even to say we won this game by 10 points, it was easily could have been lost easily easily yeah. so it is a so, lot of frustration still yeah well so okay so let's let's t- let's take a look at the running backs we already talked about Justin Herbert yep. let's look at the running backs Austin mm-hmm. Eckler 13 carries 60 yards the average 4.6 two touchdowns cool. good game okay ride yep. that horse all day now okay i understand the argument and this is why i think that you talk about Sony Michelle i think this is why they brought Sony Michelle in they want to keep Austin Eckler fresh for the second half of the season. 
I think a lot of the planning that they've done is say, we're going to make the playoffs, but we want our team to be amazing for the playoffs. It's almost like you're in a war. You put your shittier fighters in the front to sort of soften them up. And then, and then you bring your good people in front, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's just throw out the idiots, you know, that don't know what they're doing and get them killed first. Right. You know, that's the, can- that's the cannon, like. fodder. cannon fodder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cannon fodder. There we go. Cannon fodder. I was like, I thought like, oh, there's a word for it. And I feel like Sony Michelle is that guy, but look, yeah. he's really good for that. And I know they got him cheap. Okay. But, but here's my gripe. Sony Michelle had six carries. Mm-hmm. For 11 yards, 1.8 yeah. yards a carry. That doesn't right. help anybody. Yeah. Nope. Josh Kelly had four carries for 15 yards, 3.8 yards a carry. Dude, at least give Joshua Kelly more carries than Sonny Michelle. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. and then, you know, you know, obviously Justin Herbert's not trying to, you know, run the ball. He was negative one yards, you know, at this point. But sure. but again, my my point is this is that I feel like I understand the concept of keeping Austin Eckler healthy for the playoffs. First of all, we got to get to the playoffs. Secondarily, yep. we've got to, you know, be effective moving forward. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just it. There's so many angry questions that I have at this point that I just don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. And yep. and almost, I don't know if you guys, let me know in the chat, guys, what you think. You know, throw your questions out there. But if you watch my video on the coaching. I feel like this, in a weird way, this team has some arrogance, right? Everyone's like, no, we are going to go to the Super Bowl. So when we have any type of problems, everyone freaks out and then fingers are being pointed because, again, you've got eight pro ballers in the locker room, lots sure. of personalities. And, you know, it's – there's a lot of questions, man. I mean, yeah, I don't like dramas, but this is definitely like a drama right now. We're, I feel like we're like Real Housewives of Los Angeles right now, dude. <laughs> Oh my God, Tracy's such a bitch. Screw her. <laughs> and that's what did I you, feel like you're seeing. Did you I mean, hear what Austin said it. about Sonny? Oh my God. Oh my God. Day, what a yeah. dick. His dog peed on my floor. Yeah. Oh my God. He's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm yeah. just I'm making a stupid yeah. joke, but yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. frustrates me. I, I know that's what the locker room is doing, you know? Right. 100%. And it is frustrating to see that. I mean, the thing is, though, we're coming out of this two and two. And and yep, yep. you, On the positive you side. like to be able to see a quarter of the season being at a 500 level because it really allows you to strike further on from this point to where you can really have potential run. Now, we, we do have to talk a little bit about, like, J.C. Jackson, his play, too. And, Big time. Big time. You know, my, my thing is – I'm trying to defend the guy as much as I possibly can, but there's oh. a lot of things that he's just not doing well. And, no. and I even said in my pregame and just some of the notes for this is I'm still questioning that surgery and why we even did that surgery yeah. because, yeah. you know, look, dude, you get sore ankles every now and then. And they kind of, they kind of said, Oh, there's an irritation of some sort. Well, is it rubbing on like your Achilles and is it going to potentially pop your Achilles or something? I mean, I don't know if the doctor said that. They probably said, well, you might just have a little bit of an irritation. Okay, well, I know people that have had bone spurs in the top of their foot. And, you know, they end up getting that bone spurs pulled out of the top of their foot. And guess what? They're just not the same after that point. And I I think there's a level that we kind of need to be a little concerned about it. Now, my biggest concern about any player coming from – now, we obviously have three players now from the Patriots that are on the Chargers currently right now with Sonny Michel. Uh, yep. Kyle Van Noy and JC Jackson. Yep. 
a lot of these guys end up going from the Patriots and being studs there to another team, get signed a big, big contract, and then they don't play as well anymore. Now, once again, that could just be basically the system over there that they run. We all know that system over there. We know how good it is and how many championships it's won. But, <laughs> you know, who knows, like, if this is that same situation. And, and, and I understand this is J.C. Jackson's only second game. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. But there is a little bit of level concern that we need to see Mr. INT, not Mr. I, I ain't getting no touch, no uh, interceptions or batting yeah. anything down. You know, what do you see? Mr. Mr. Ain't. I don't want to yep. see Mr. Ain't anymore. <laughs> yep. I want to see Mr. INT. All right. Mm -hmm. Like straight <laughs> yeah. up. So it's a little bit of a thing that I'm just trying to figure out with this guy. And, you know, you would hope that he's going to step up here and, in preseason, we even chatted about the guy who's going to have probably less of stats is going to be J.C. Jackson, and so far we're pretty much right on it. Yeah, which which is a bummer because, yep. you know, I think there was – but, again, Bryce Callahan got an interception. Uh, Nas Adderley got an interception. I think we're probably plus one maybe now in the turnover margin. I was just looking at our ESPN. It doesn't look like it's been refreshed yet. Yeah. Because we lost that fumble. By the way, that fumble that was on the ground – Oh my God, guys! Would you get the freaking ball? It went like to eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all around. Like literally every like, everyone on the, the freaking team grabbed the ball, dude. Oh my God! I was <laughs> so frustrating. You gotta fall so on that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, cue the circus music. Benny Hill stuff going on there. Yeah, Benny Hill. I mean, our luck and the Chargers luck, it would have probably end up getting booted closer to the end zone for them. And then they would have got the ball and scored a touchdown. 100%. Dude, ridiculous. Yeah, so let's let's go to uh, Blaze fifth uh, Blaze fifty's uh, question. Well, it's not really a question, more of a statement. We need balance yeah. the offense, and being patient is key to the running game. It's not working. Look, I think yeah. I think also at the very beginning of our conversation, and Blaze, good to see you. Definitely like and subscribe. I mean, um, look, I think my frustration specifically has always been that we're so predictable and we don't make changes. Okay, so again, I've said this so many times over again. We have good running backs. We got Sony yeah. Michelle. We got Drew Tranquil. And we got all these different things. And bottom line, we need to start saying, fine, let's uh, two running back sets. Yeah. Have both running backs run out, maybe chip on the edge, and then go to the flat. Mm -hmm. Guys, we have that many running backs. Get them on the field. Yeah. They'll be open. And and I, I don't understand why we don't switch that up. I don't, I don't get that. And yep. you could argue maybe they don't have a lot of plays, but I'm not seeing a lot of Xander Horvath out there. I'm not seeing a lot yeah. of I-formations. It's mm -hmm. just very uninspired offensive play calling that has just right, been yeah. really frustrating to me. And and again, I'm the casual observer. I'm the guy that's sitting on the couch looking at that saying, okay, he's going to run this, run that. I'm calling every run play every single time. Yep. But again, I, I will give him credit. That fourth and one when we got that first down was right huge call. to Austin Eckler. That right was call. the one only Perfect call that I've ever been like excited. Anyways, And he did it twice. Oh, we're yeah, right. time. He did it again. I'm like, oh. Oh, dude, it actually works. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Let me do it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But it's such an obvious call, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, right. I, I'm not a big fan of this whole, let's just rush the ball up the middle and hope for the best. Cause it's yep. like, dude, there's a great chance you could fumble the ball. If you go back to even the Broncos game, which was against the Seahawks, they basically tried a run play basically two times. Well, guess what happened? Yeah. Melvin, Melvin Gordon fumbled the ball at the goal line and also uh, Williams fumbled the ball at the goal line too. 
which basically yep. made the big difference of that entire game for them 100%. to lose. Now, 100%. I, I just don't believe that's a very good call. Now, that rollout play is a great option situation. Dude, how wide out Justin Herbert was on that play? There's nobody around him that's going to tackle the guy. 100%. Yeah. He was going to get the first down regardless. Uh, regardless, whichever way you wanted to do it. And I've just been a giant fan of doing that when you have a mobile guy like Justin Herbert. I mean, I guarantee if you watch Lamar Jackson, they probably run that play pretty frequently and dump it off to like Mark Andrews every single time. Like, it's just, it's an obvious call. And once again, I'm not an offensive coordinator by any means, but I'm pretty good at Madden football, by the way. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, 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 but your point, but your point is so perfect, right? It's that yeah. in the NFL, if you're predictable, you're predictable. Right. Yep. They know what you're going to do and they can run very base offense, very base defense and get pressure. And we don't want pressure on Herbert. No, nope. you know, luckily he didn't get hit a whole lot. He, he seemed to be doing a good job. Now, before we go to Aether's question, I have to give a kudos. I haven't seen the final stats, but Jamari did very well from what I saw. Very, very good. Yeah, I was yep. so impressed with him. What do you guys yep. think in the chat below? What do you think about Jamari? I was so impressed with what he did, and I was nervous. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a problem. But what did I say, though? I called it that they were going to do what? A lot of two tight end sets. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? Yep. Almost exclusively it was two tight end sets the entire game. And the reason why they did that was so they could chip the, the defensive end, give a little bit more pressure support with uh, you know the two you know Pipkins, who really hasn't been amazingly great this season, yep. and then obviously Jamari. So – um, it was it was good seeing that. Uh, yep. By the way, it's ten to seven Raiders right now. So, I guess if we had to pick one to win, I would say Raiders is probably who we want to see win at this point. <laughs> I know. Right? I, I would like to keep them Owen. You know, <laughs> I would like to keep them Owen. Owen four baby. Owen four Carter. Owen Carter. I want Owen Carter. Owen Carr. Excuse me. Owen Carr. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Owen yeah, Carr, yeah. baby. <laughs> Hey, yeah, uh, so uh, what, what do you think here, James? What, you want to answer Aether's question here? And by the way, guys, throw your questions out there. If you got questions, throw them in the chat or just yeah. some statements you want us to, to speak on. Yeah, you know, and, and you brought up the point about the running game. I think the running the ball is not working. It looks like our offense yeah. called Justin Herbert. He is going to run his calls, you know. And the thing about it is, is, is you know, I, I was talking a lot about Joe Lombardi and his offense 202. And, you know, there's a point that I feel like we need to go back to one of one or 101 with this offense. And maybe the offense 202 is Justin Herbert making a lot of calls. And I have seen him kind of do some changing of the line of some plays here and there and everything, too. And yeah. I think Justin Herbert truly, truly has the ability to run an offense like there's a lot of people that have talked a lot about him kind of being very similar to like Peyton Manning to where Peyton Manning yep. ran everything. And mm -hmm. he was just at the line. He was the sheriff. He was able to control everything throughout that entire, entire offensive line. And Justin Herbert's a smart dude. And I think he could be a fantastic guy of him just making all the calls. And to be honest, he 100%. might actually be making all the calls. And I would like him to be able to take a lot more control of this offense. Cause I think, you know what, we, we don't like Lombardi so far now. We hope that this isn't Justin Herbert making these calls and making these play calls, but I have seen him kind of make some, um, you know, audibles at the line too. So, yeah, I, I, I it's something I'm going to keep an observation on for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, and I would love yeah. to be able to see Justin Herbert take control of this offense because if he could go to the line and make all the right calls and make the right adjustments, that's, I think that'll be that'll make Joe Lombardi look better in my opinion. 
Oh, yeah. Well, Definitely. yeah. And, and look, I, again, I, I've consistently said this over and over again, becoming predictable is, is the death kiss. Right. And I just feel like that we're doing the same damn plays over and over again. Where are the jet sweeps? Where are the bubble screens? Where are, where is anything interesting? Mm-hmm. None of it is out there. And I, and I understand the concept of trying to, you know, save a lot of your good plays for later on in the season, yada, yada. But I'm like, Dude, you still got to get there. You still got to get to the playoffs. Um, yep. One other thought here. Um, let's talk about one one bright spot. And I and I know nobody wants to talk about this. Duskin Hopkins was two for two. Yep. Two, two, we got 10 points from him. Thank God. That was the difference in the game. Um, and J.K. Scott, four punts, average of 46 yards, and three inside the 20. Yeah. So special teams, guys, Phenomenal. is much improved, much yep. improved. And it's it, it, it's solid. It is solid. And it's like, man, you know, I love that we can sit here and say, okay, things are good and we don't have to stress out about it. So anyways, I wanted to make that highlight. I know nobody cares about special teams, but it it's a difference maker in the game for sure. Yeah, big time, yeah, big definitely. time. I mean, crazy to see J.K. Scott get something like, what was it, 164 yeah. yards on his kicks? Or 184 uh, yards, excuse 184 me. yards, yeah, it's crazy. And yep. to get three in the 20 is pretty phenomenal. I mean, that guy's got great hang time on his kicks, and um, yep. I mean, it's solid to see that. So good to see that because we all know that has been an issue for a very long time for us. So hopefully we keep that stable. Yeah, so, <laughs> and, and Toby, this is a great Carlos. question. You know, um, yeah, I would have expected us not to give up so many points. It's been sloppy. Mm-hmm. It's yep. been really sloppy plays. Now, but the but if there's a positive note, and I and again, I don't I don't want to keep sounding horrible, right? But I yep. do feel horrible because I feel like this game had so many man bad calls, bad everything. The good news is Sebastian Joseph Day looked great. I think he had a sack, yep. right? Or no, he didn't get a sack. Sorry, it was uh, no, no, no Mor- Morgan Fox did. Yeah. No, Morgan no, Sebastian Fox. Joseph Day got one too. Yeah, Khalil Mack got Khalil one. Got one. Morgan Fox. Yeah, yeah. And, and freaking speed bump, Jerry Tillery got a yeah. sack. Yeah, he did. Play to play. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh my play god, play. Tillery got something. Like, oh my god, we did, he did something. <laughs> so we got four sacks in this game, which is great. <laughs> yeah, but but again, but but to your point, Toby, the problem is we're still not doing a great job in coverage. Now I think part of that might also be. That Derwin James is not staying deep. I think he's up in the yeah. up in the line in the box, moving around, covering yeah. tight ends. You know, hitting. You know, because what did DJ had three tackles, three assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's all over the field, and that's what they want him to do. They want him rovering around, and that's why that's really the only reason why I think we got that pick from um, was it um, Nasir Adderley. Yeah, uh, he was he was in the back. He was pretty much a safety guy. So, yep. You're right. It's still extremely frustrating giving up this many points. We should not be giving up this many points. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you have to remember, too, these are junk points. We were up so far ahead, they had to start throwing deep mm-hmm. and, and getting chunk plays down. So, anyways, yeah. we'll pass to you, yeah. bro, to see what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, and, and my goal that I wanted to see from the Chargers defense is to be under 20 points giving up. And, and yep. I was hoping for them to be able to be under 20, and that did not work out. Now, the goal for the offense, I want them to get over to 30 points, which they did do that. Um, 30, 30 points is kind of a big key indicator to be able to win a game, in my opinion. Now, there is a lot of games this season so far where you had to score 40-something points. I think it was yeah. 48-45 with the Lions-Seahawks game today, which is 
holy smokes, man. Like, that is incredible. And those Lions games, if, if you're betting, you always bet the over on, on whatever the points is because it, for some reason it ends up going way over that point with those games. 100%. 100%. But the thing is, though, we need – and I was hoping within this game that we could have been like, all right, we'll give up like 17 points in this game. And I was hoping that they were going to be able to find yeah. that and get that yep. indicator, but they did not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the whole thing of where we just – take our foot off the gas and just let it kind of come back in. I mean, this once again, easily could have been a lost game once again. And yeah. it, it's, it's frustrating as a fan to be able to even think that way, but this is where we're at. And at least we got to win. So, yeah. And, and, and I feel like it's, it's very uninspired and yes, Carlos, he got more, he got more snaps than you. So, you know, don't <laughs> feel bad, buddy. Well, he was, he was yeah. commenting on the, uh, you know, like the, the real housewives of the Chargers right there, you know. The, the <laughs> yeah, right, I know, right. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. That's so stupid. Yeah. Khalil Mack, what's up? Yeah, yeah. No, no. And, and, and Jose, I think I think we're talking about uh, J.C. Jackson. Yeah, you, you know, he definitely is at 100%. But, you know, I still think – let me just read the tea leaves here. I think part of the reason why J.C. Jackson definitely played this game was Mike Davis has gotten burned. Uh, week yep. after week, you know, and mm -hmm. so I think they said, "All right, JC, we need you to play." And and he was he was good enough, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, he he still hasn't looked very good. So, oh. um, yeah. And Tillery, we just talked about Tillery. I mean, I was kind of blown away. I'm like, "Wow, he actually did something, dude." So, you know, <laughs> I think anyways. he might have been shocked too. You know, yeah. Like a yeah I know. Oh, what's going thing. on here? <laughs> wow, well, I got there. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, one one thing I was going to bring up too is uh, Michael Bandy making a catch. I mean, he had two oh, catches two over forty something yards. Hell you know, yeah! I you yep. know he's a fan favorite and he's a guy that needs to be out there. And um, you know, and and even to go to the receiving side of things, I felt like Mike Williams actually had a finally had a pretty good game too, and yep. being yeah. a good third exactly. down kind of reception guy. Um, right. And Gerald Everett too, same thing. So I mean, as the positives, it's good to see that. It's good to see that we were able to move the ball now once again. We were playing against the Texans who haven't won a game. Um, so uh, next week we play the Browns, and the Browns are going to run the ball down our, our our down the gut all day on us. So now we need to figure that out as a negative. I mean, we gave up with that 75-yard touchdown to Damian Pierce. Um, that's, that's pretty ugly to look at. And uh, so either way, um, there are some positives and there's obviously a lot of negatives. I feel like we didn't really come out of this as a, as a very solid win. And I think it should yeah. have been. Well, it and, and bottom been line, again, it's a slump buster, right? I mean, thank yep. God we got a team like the Texans, but it was, it was an ugly win, but it worked. Right. And so yep. a win's a win doesn't have to be pretty. Right. Um, it's, it's a W, you know, but look, I would say the Browns is going to be a much harder game for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have to play better. Right. So, um, yeah. Anyways, it's it's tough. It's tough, and and it was so great to see Eckler get three touchdowns. I really feel like, great. bottom line, we needed to get him going. You know, and and just even as a locker room person, right? You you got to know people are getting the balls, you know, distributed. And I just, I under, again, I understand the concept of keeping him healthy into the playoffs, but we've right. got to get to the playoffs, and it's just it's so frustrating to me that yeah, I don't know. I just I, I'm not I'm not happy with this. Yeah, there's there's no reason to think about the playoffs after four weeks. You know, yes. Like, yeah, we can't be thinking about that at that this point at all. Like we have to we, literally we have to be thinking about the next game, and the next game, and then the next game. Like you know, like just 
thinking about what's coming up next as opposed to yeah. the freaking playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? Come on now. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Krevix? Krevix? Yep. Uh, Thoughts on Callahan as uh, Asante Samuel? Oh my God! The, let's 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 give them J.C. Jackson's money mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because they yeah. are freaking killing it. Doing great. J.C. is looking like a pile of turds. Well, I, I, that's that's probably a little rough, but he's he's not looking great. He's definitely missing a step. Right. Uh, that deep ball specifically, but yeah. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on Callahan and Asante? You know, one thing that I've noticed a lot in this game, kind of early on in the game, um, the tackles are very secure. Um, they were doing really well at just getting to the man right then and there. If they catch the ball, they're tackled immediately. And it always ended up being Asante Samuel Jr. or Callahan every single time. And they're just very, very secure guys. And those are the things that you want as a cornerback. You're going to give up some catches throughout the year, but you want to be able to be the guy. If you give up a catch, don't let them get more than that. Yeah. Stop them at that point. And that's the one thing that they have done phenomenally. Now, J.C. Jackson now has been burned a couple times this season. And now, Mm -hmm. once again, he's probably playing against more of the speedy guy. Maybe he might not be the guy that uh, does well against speed. Um, But, you know, those are things that will get adjusted and shifted around within the season and everything. And you'd hope that he's going to be able to do a lot better um, through the season and gets stronger and stronger. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, Blaze, good point. You know, I still think Justin Herbert has lost a little bit of accuracy. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because there were a few throws that I just kind of felt like were a little bit off behind yeah. people, yada, yada. Yeah, he still got his yardage, but he's still off a little bit, right? He was making sure. these amazing throws. So so the ribs are definitely affecting him. Yep. Um, but the good news is he's using his legs. And see, to me – if I'm Joe Lombardi, roll him out. Roll him out. He does very good on those rollout plays. And if, if the, the check down is not there, run. Five yards, run out of bounds. Five yep. yards, run out of bounds. You could do that all day, and it would never yep. be a problem. You just clear out the sides, then just run to the side, and then it would work out fine. And so it's a little frustrating. Williams yep. had a good day. I also said that Everett was going to have a good day, and he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think they need to get Everett more involved in the game. So anyhow. What are your thoughts on that, Kyle? Yeah, well, I mean, I was just going to say a little bit about J.C. Jackson. I mean, like, you know, he looked like he just had weak tackles, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. going back into that, like, like in, like you were saying, like, he just, you know, <laughs> he had the opportunity to stop the play, but he just kind of, like, fell off of him like like butter, you know, just, like, yep. rolled off. I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like butter? Like butter. Like butter. I mean, yeah, like butter. <laughs> like butter. Butter fingers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's another universe for everything, everywhere, all at once. They all have. Oh my God, that was amazing! Yeah. You know, the yeah. hot dog hands, the hot dog yeah, the hands. Hot dog. I know, yeah, that yeah. That was yeah. so funny. You know, have you seen that movie yet, James? You need to see it. Bro. Uh, good, amazing hot dog hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to see the movie. It's awesome. It's good, but it, you know, but yeah. So, but Everett definitely needs to be um, involved a lot more in this game as well. You know, like I mean, but he they threw it to him quite a bit this week. This week, yeah. uh, how many did. receptions did he get? Everett, he got. Uh, uh, it was five. Six, he was five six for targets. Uh, yeah, yep. he had six targets and five receptions, uh, yep. sixty-one yards and a touchdown. So that's yep. pretty dang good. I mean, uh, I mean, I wish that we can get uh, you know him and up to hundred yards in a game as well. Yeah. Um, you know, like and that would be fantastic. But I think that's just Lombardi's offensive scheme. They just throw it, they air it out, they spread it out so much. Yep. And we yep. talked about that. We talked about that in Hawaii, right, uh, bro? When we were out there, like uh, 
talking about Keenan Allen, why he's yep. never really been a great quarterback in this era right now, or not not quarterback wide receiver, receiver. wide yeah. receiver in this era because for fantasy that is because um, he like the ball gets spread around too much. Like he barely yeah. we barely ever get one player that has over a hundred yards, which um, we did today. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, and then like you know the touchdowns always get spread around too. So it's like. They don't. Uh, that's that's the only good thing about Lombardi's offense is that yeah. you know he, he you don't know who he's going to throw it to. So yeah. yeah. Well, and, and he's very be... good at going through his reads too. He goes through all mm-hmm. of his reads exactly. Very well. Right. He's right. a great. You're probably going to say that right, James. I didn't mean to cut you. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're on the same same track. Mind there. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, he could he could he basically does four to five different reads when he gets mm-hmm. the ball to be able to pass. Yep. So I mean, right. the thing about it is with Keenan, he he's very good in the fantasy side of things, especially in the PPR side of things, because he gets so many catches a season, yeah. hundred plus right. catches yeah. a season. I mean, yep. it's great. Where he lacks basically is you know the yards after catch, and yes, right. that's that's his big lacking. And that's if he was able to get you know five to seven yards after catch or whatnot every single time. I mean, he'd be an absolute stud, but. Mm-hmm. He, he's very, very good at those catches. So he'll get tons of targets, tons of catch opportunities. And, you know, that's that's kind of about so, it. He's not he's not the De- Devontae Adams kind of guy where he could go downfield and get the ball, get 1,500-plus yards, 12-something touchdowns a season kind of thing. So so let's talk about Bandy for a second. We, yeah. uh, uh, the only reason why I bring him up is he, got, he only got two touches, two catches for 50 yards. Um, and – Here's the thing. He was wide open on both of them. But I think what Bandy is very good at, and this is also what Keenan Allen is very good at, finding holes in the zone, right? I know this spot's going to be open, so I'm going to sit there. And that's what he did both times. And that's why Keenan Allen is such a good third down target, is that he always finds an open spot enough to move the sticks, and Bandy did that. So my thought is he will probably end up being. Um, I don't think he'll brought, he'll go back down to the practice squad. I think I think moving yeah. forward he'll probably be the guy. They'll probably bring um, who's the other guy they brought up. Uh, who's the other guy? Number eleven, um, the other wide receiver. Uh, uh, more Jason, Jason Moore. 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 Yes, yeah. I think they'll probably bring more down um, and keep mm-hmm. Bandy up. Uh, is yeah. what I what I would be my my prediction would be moving forward. So. Because I think Bandy's a good third down option, and if you have mm-hmm. Austin, you have uh, Eckler out there, Bandy, and also Keenan Allen. Jeez, bro, yeah, one of those three guys are going to be open for third down, which yeah, is definitely. great. So, anyways, that's that's kind of my take. That's why I like Bandy so much. I think he would be a good option for us. All right, so uh, James, why don't you take this uh, question from Aether? I have a question about Sean Payton situation. First, my coach is Staley. I'm not ready to give up on on him. Uh, yep. We need time to get better play calling on offense. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, I agree 100%. And the, the thing is, though, and I, I think I chatted a little bit with Aether on, on a, another message he sent to me about it. And I said, hey, man, charges are cheap on coaches. They ain't, they ain't yep. going to afford Sean Payton, by the way. And they will not yep. probably pay that amount of money to, to a coach. You know, if you look at a lot of our coaches that we've had in the last decade plus, you know, there are a lot of guys, two, last two have basically been rookie head coaches um, and guys that just were hot for maybe a season on the other team that they previously were on. And, you know, that's kind of our MO on how we play as the, um, you know, choose our head coach. Are we going to go after a guy? And the last time we went after a guy that was an experienced head coach was Norb Turner, who got us to the 
championship, AFC championship game, and then never really like got anywhere past that point. Um, I think we got to the playoffs and everything too. And I, I can't imagine what the salary was for him, but I know that was kind yeah. of his last opportunity to be a head coach. Um, and then before that was Marty Schottenheimer, which we all kind of know where that went too. Sure. I, I just don't ever see us really trying to go after Sean Payton. And I think the thing is, though, there is growing pains going to be with Brandon Staley. And yep. it's just going to be a time thing for us. And now I think as Brandon Staley and, and being him as our head coach, there's a lot of little things that we're just going to have adjustments wise on his coaching staff. And, and, you know, a lot of people, we all know Lombardi's not the guy. We don't really seem to like the guy. And <laughs> well, he's a lot of frustrations week to week. Yep. So he's, he's uninspiring, right? There's, there's very little yeah. there. And, and, and I think when people are talking about losing the locker room, I think it's really more on the offensive side of the conversation rather than mm -hmm. Brandon Staley specifically. Yeah. But again, the question is, is who takes over as a play caller, right? Sure. Um, mm -hmm. You could say maybe Shane day, but I don't know. I don't know that he's really the guy either, but anyways, it's, it, that'll be very interesting. So Kyle, why don't you um, um, re reply to Aether here? I know, you, you agreed with him um, in the chat, so just wanted to know what your thoughts are on this from yeah. his uh, comment question. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, uh, Aether says, people need to stop talking about Peyton. Go listen to what he said. He needs personal control, and coaching is yeah. not going to happen. Uh, Chargers will hire a new GM if they have to. Have to. They're not going that far. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I sometimes do think that maybe Tom Telesco just doesn't really know exactly what he's doing, but obviously as we, we, we talked about it, um, you know, how like really Tom Telesco is taking a lot of direction from Staley uh, and relying on them to you know, make the decisions that he needs to make, make about all the players he needs to get. Um, so, but the, my biggest thing is though, too, is that Tom Telesco is, um, you know, he is the kind of common denominator over the past, you know, 10 years that we had of all these losing seasons and stuff. And so I'm kind of been like, well, maybe he just needs a little bit more experience or something, too. Um, but when it comes to Sean Payton, look, man, I I really don't see him being the answer for the Chargers at all. Like, I yeah. like Staley. I do feel like he has the potential to get this team to where it needs to be. Um, right. And and Sean Payton, like, he's. I mean, why? Why do we need Sean Payton? Yeah, he's an experienced coach, and yeah, he's won a Super Bowl. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be able to do what we need him to do. I mean, yeah. obviously, if we get him, like, you know, middle of the year or whatever, he's going to be like, well, he has no players that he actually wants for the yeah. for the team. Uh, just like Staley, he, he kind of inherited a team from Anthony Lynn. And so it, it takes time for a, a coach to ramp up or whatever. I think North Turner was probably our only – our last coach that actually had kind of a winning season right off the gate, but he inherited literally like the best team that the chargers have had yep. in, you know, over, under 20 years, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was ran, yeah. ran to the ground. Yeah. And he ran into the ground. It was like, it just slowly got worse and worse and worse. He didn't granted. He didn't make it to playoffs like three years. Uh, but one of those years was like a 500 record or something. So, but yeah, like getting rid of, uh, getting rid of a coach in the middle of the season is a terrible idea. I feel like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, yeah. it kind of worked out for the Raiders, but then they still didn't give the guy the job afterwards. Yeah. But Dumb I mean, move. and, yeah. but I don't know, we, we didn't really talk about this a whole lot, but you look at uh, what's going on with the fucking, what's his name? McDaniels over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, <laughs> he's a train wreck. At least he yeah. was, especially in Denver. 
from what yeah, we yep. saw, like, you know, from some of his rumors and stuff like that and how he was like treating players and like giving yeah. them like and training them and stuff. No, he is, he is a mess. And I think he's probably the same. I mean, we saw some of the vid- footage from camp where he was like going off on yelling at people and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, so like, no, we yeah, have, to, we have to back our boy Staley and I don't care. We got to stop talking about Sean Payton. He's not the answer. The answer is we just have to, you know, back our guy. Yeah, but I, but I do, but I do think uh, Lombardi is—he's the one running the the offense, and the offense is very uninspired. By the way, uh, watching Red Zone right now, uh, our old, our old boy uh, Melvin Gordon just fumbled the ball. Raiders got it, ran it back for a touchdown. <laughs> oh that guy's a clown, dude. Gosh, like, dude! I remember, remember when he sat oh out. Oh my gosh! And, uh, that guy—he's got fumbleitis, dude. He's terrible, I mean, dude. He really does. He just sucks, dude. No, I, I'm telling you, he's from, he's from the Butterfingers universe. That's what he is. Dude, it's terrible. Yeah, he's from the Butterfingers universe. <laughs> So yeah. I like this question, Blaze. Um, look, um, what's Justin Herbert's next stage of development? Well, in the offseason, he specifically talked about his footwork a lot. Yep. Um, three step, five step, you know, drops, so on and so forth. And I and I think that's a big part of what he needs to do. My thought is he needs to take control of the offense. And that's the next big stage of his development. All the good quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, anybody, anybody you want to throw at me, even Phil Rivers at the end. Yep. He was pretty much the offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator was sort of there. Here's three calls. Here's three plays. Go for it. Decide what you want to go with. So yep. he needs to take control of the offense. I think that's the Great. next stage of his development. So yep. I don't. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean that's literally what I was just going to say. I mean the next stage is him just having a complete stronghold on the offense. It doesn't matter what the offensive coordinator is. It's about him making the right choice for whatever plays he wants to choose at the line. Yep. And it, you know you have one of the top centers in the league. And the thing is though with a top center, he gives you some pointers, too, about what they're doing out front and what he's seeing, too. So yep. he's basically kind of that right-hand man for Justin Herbert. So I think that's really what it is, is that he needs to be able to take control of the offense. And that's really his yep. next step of this whole thing. I mean, this whole talk about Lombardi, um, you know, sucking or whatnot. I mean, as long as Justin Herbert kind of takes control, I think that you can make Lombardi not suck as bad, basically. Yeah, 100%. Um, now, we, he's a smart dude. I mean, we all know. I mean, he came out of Oregon and was a smart guy. His brother is basically a brain surgeon now. And, mm-hmm. uh, yep. you know, he, they're smart guys over there. And so I, I don't see why that couldn't be the next step of where we could see kind of a Peyton Manning-esque kind of quarterback with Justin Herbert. He has all the intangibles that you want a quarterback. And 100%. I think just giving him the ability to be the, the general at the line that that's his next step His honestly his next step. So yeah. And, and, and I'll say that's man, at that point. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. And and the thing about it is right now, I mean, he's playing with a jacked up rib and personally, I'm not even making any, even a talk talking point anymore. I feel, feel he's totally fine with that rib injury. He's slinging the ball around and doing what he needs to do. So, um, 100%. so I, I think that's for sure. So uh, I'll take this from SD efficient. Uh, seems like Lombardi's not that bad at calling his scripted plays which is, of course, at the beginning of the, of the game. Uh, but when he actually has to call plays, he's so bad. I agree. Um, I feel like, again, w- when you're predictable, it's a problem. And I feel mm-hmm. like no matter what, he sticks on certain plays, right? It's like, yeah, you could do that in Madden or Tecmo Bowl or whatever, halfback dive right, halfback dive left. I mean, there's some specific plays that obviously work every time. doesn't matter. But this is the NFL. When they know the ball is coming to a certain section of the zone or someplace specifically every time, you're going to get picked. You're going to have problems. And you're right. He's he's not 
doing anything new or different in any way, shape, or form. Yep. That's the problem. And again, the whole point of having a running game is to do what? You can do play action and they respect the running game more and then hopefully that opens up downfield. The, the whole point is having a running game is you can open up the passing game. But not having a running game makes them go, great, we'll just put five men down. We'll go nickel, we'll go dime. And they're fine, right? So make that pick happen. But luckily, Justin Herbert is so accurate. Those picks have not happened this year right. easily as well, too. So, yep. yeah, I, I've been beyond frustrated with Joe Lombard. And again, we talked about this with Sony Michelle, Manny. I don't understand his fixation with him. Um, I do think, though, and we talked about this earlier, and I'll, and I'll pass my brother's. They want him there to take reps so Eckler could be healthy at the end of the season. I get that. I get that. But he's been horrible, and yeah. he has not been good with the team at all. So you might argue that he's a good pickup, but thus far he's been a pretty bad pickup. And if anything else, he may have actually hurt the locker room. We were talking about this earlier that some yeah. people in the locker room, the running back room, doesn't don't really want him there. So, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. Yeah. It, it is interesting to see that. And and I get the idea of that, too, of like, hey, we just want Austin Eckler to be healthy and fresh, too. But at the same side, you know, if you're healthy and fresh at the end of the year and you're not going to the playoffs, what does it matter? You know, I mean, we yep. still need to play our best players on the field and make sure our yep. players are being productive. And so that's the big thing about this whole thing is that we need to make sure we get the players that actually could do the job. And And you could maybe even scale it back as in maybe in the second half, you could start being a little less on Austin Eckler to give them. 13 carries a game or whatever. And then you could start blending in Joshua Kelly and, and Sony Michelle. But I feel like this point, Sony Michelle's really not doing a whole heck of a lot to help this team in my opinion. Yeah. No, it's not, yep. really, it's not, 100%. not 100%. producing what he needs to produce in order to, yep. to really make a difference. Like he's supposed to be, you know? Yep. Um. Mm. So this is a good point. Kenneth Murray's a problem. Don't understand why they aren't playing reader. Here's the thing. Kenneth Murray had three tackles Mm -hmm. and two assists. I think he actually did a great job. I, I'm going to push back on that. I think he played much better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. Um, but I think the person that has been playing better than him in the linebacker position is Drew, Drew Tranquil. Drew yeah. Tranquil is killing it right now. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. He yeah. was blitzing up the middle quite a bit. Drew Tranquil, six tackles, five assists. Dude, that guy is playing out of his mind with a backer yeah. injury, no less. He's not 100%. And uh, but I think Kenneth Murray's coming along. I mean, I've seen some good plays. I've seen a couple bad plays too. But um, and and the good thing about Reader, and I'll say this: any injuries, guess what? He's coming in immediately. So yeah. you know, he's a depth guy. I think he's playing special teams. I thought I think I saw him on special teams potentially. I'm, I could be wrong. But yeah. anyways, what are your thoughts on Kenneth Murray at this point? Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I I, I observed a lot with Kenneth. Kenneth Murray, and he's not good in pass coverage by any means. I mean, he is mm -hmm. not that kind of linebacker by any means. And the one thing that I'll say, that's probably where if if SD Fish is looking at him, he's probably saying, hey, man, he's a liability in the pass game. And, you know, they yeah. could just be keying in on, hey, number nine, if he's on a receiver or whatnot, throw the ball. He yeah. sucks at basically, you know, pass coverage. Um, so one thing that I've noticed, one other thing I've noticed, when he does rush at the line and attack the line, he kind of just rushes straight forward and he doesn't really try to do much more than just bull rush whoever's in front of him. Um, you know, that's kind of one of those things that you're not going to be able to bull rush a lot of offensive lines in the NFL unless you're some dude that, for some reason, Khalil Mack has a great knack of being able to bull rush somebody right into the quarterback because that dude's a mm -hmm. freak in my opinion. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 
So it, it is one of those things. I think Kenneth Murray will grow a little bit. I think once again, we just don't need to put him in pass situation, pass coverage situations. Yep. yep. So, yeah. 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 And yeah, so we, yeah, James yeah. and I, we, we talked a lot about actually uh, Kenneth Murray a lot. He's like in his college reels and his highlights, or whatever he's, phenomenal. Up, he, he's phenomenal, yeah. but he's, he's really good at uh, run stopping. You know, yep. he's yes. like, you know, he was, he yep. was a, he was a run defensing, a defensive linebacker, not really a pass rusher, not, not a pass protector, but you know, he's, he's good for those gaps and just yep. kind of block those, plug those holes. So that way the run back running back can't do anything. And that's actually, we need more people like that for sure. But Staley's offense or defense is very much set up for pass protection, not necessarily yep. run protection. So, yep. Well, and again, the run protection is going to be coming from, um, uh, you know, the defensive linemen, right? That's the Sebastian Joseph Days, right. the Morgan Foxes, yeah. a.k.a. Megan Fox. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I when I think about this, too, the other linebacker, Kyle Van you know, <laughs> he, he he ran a lot of edge as well, too. So they rotated Rumpf. Rumpf had a bad day, by the way. He did nothing. Nick Neiman did nothing. Yep. Um, yep. You know, so he didn't – I'm a little frustrated in Rumpf specifically. I mean, he got zero stats across the board. Yeah. I don't even remember him getting even really close to getting a pressure on the quarterback. So, so that's a concern. It's something to keep our, keep our eyes on for sure. Moving forward. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to answer your question here. Aether. It's really more of a statement you made. Kellen Moore will not be an OC anywhere next year. He'll be a head coach. I promise 100%. you. He's, yeah. he's a head coach. So he's not going to be, he won't be an OC for the chargers. Um, yeah, for sure. In fact, and why would he do a lateral move at this point? Right. I mean, I mean, he's not going to get paid more money to go to the Chargers. Yeah. Um, unless they said, "Hey, look, we're going to make you the head coach in a couple of years or something." But no, yeah. he'll be he'll be a head coach somewhere. Well, and the only way that would probably end up if we were able to get him to a, as an offensive coordinator is he would probably have to have uh, they'd have to have a coaching collapse over there. So yeah, um, big time, big time. Uh, what's his name? Mike. Uh, uh, what is it? McCarthy. McCarthy, yeah, yeah. Mike McCarthy, McCarthy ended up getting fired, which you know there is always that rumor. Once again, Sean Payton was going to go, wanted to go to the Cowboys. Yep. Um, Sean Payton's not going to have him as his offensive coordinator, by For the sure. way, and so that's the only way that that would happen. And I think Kellen Moore is a, a very solid. Um, He's young too. Coordinator. He's doing yep. a good job over there. Good quarterback. Um, yep. You know the one thing I was thinking about too is uh, the head coach uh, Kevin uh, O'Connell for the uh, Vikings initially when um, Brandon Staley was hired in as the head coach, they wanted to grab Kevin O'Connell to be able to be our offensive coordinator here. And which ended up leading us to be able to get, you know, our, our guy right now, Lombardi. It would have been interesting to see what Kevin O'Connell could have done with Justin Herbert. And that would have been an interesting, interesting situation over there. So, but anyways, that's just besides the point besides history, that's, hypothetical and it won't happen unless Kevin O'Connell basically gets fired. So mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah, is doing so, fine over with the Vikings. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and again, SC fishing, you know, um, look, I've, I've been extremely critical of the Spanos family. I've, I've the, the, again, if you saw our pregame uh, with Kyle and I uh, for this game, what did I say? God, what did I say? Exactly. This is the best part. And, and this is why the Spanos family, I think, has finally stepped up. Brandon Staley sat on Santa Claus's lap with a whole list of things that he wanted to make his defense be good. He yeah. said Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, you know, uh, Aust- uh, Austin Johnson, 
Sebastian Joseph Day. He brought he he literally sat on his lap. And that was his wish list. Dean Spanos and, and Tom Telesco went out and got it. Losing the way we have against Jaguars and also barely losing against the Chiefs. Look, at some point, it's a business conversation, right? I am paying right. all this money, and it did not work out. As yep. you're a multimillionaire like the Spanos is, how does that make you feel? And remember, if you recall, two years ago, guys, remember what happened with the Spanos is his sister started calling out Dean Spanos for having all this debt and yep. being like bankrupt, yep. right? Yep. And there was this huge rumor that um, uh, Jeff Bezos was going to buy the Chargers. Yep. Yeah. So at, at some point, there is a business decision. If you think about the value of the Chargers, I think I looked it up. It's almost $3 billion is what the value of the Chargers are now. Yeah. He could sell out and walk away and make more money. Yep. So I promise you part of the conversation behind the scenes for Brandon Staley was, hey, look, you want to sell this team? You want this team to be worth more money? You better put some people out there and get butts and seats mm-hmm. and make the team worth it so somebody will step in and buy it. Right. Yeah. So that conversation is still always in play from yeah. a from a, a, an owner perspective. You know, and I, I want to say with the Spanos, too, I read some article talking about when they could sell the team. And I think it was 2026 is when they said they could sell this team. And they're yep. I, and I don't know, maybe they had something to do with the move from San Diego to L.A. And that's when mm-hmm. they could sell it off. OK, um, you know, if that was to happen, I mean, that's kind of when we got to wait. And so it's going to be a very timing situation if that's going to happen now the, the interesting thing and i'm going to compare it to that broncos sale where they end up selling 4.65 or was 4.65 billion dollars that yeah, they ended crazy. up buying the broncos for the walton yep. family the funny thing yep. about it is yeah that's the amount of um i think they make that on their stocks alone each yep. for every year they make that basically wow 4.65 billion on their stocks <laughs> so this so, really yeah so oh my God. basically that's, that's like a speeding ticket for them per se, just to buy yeah. a team like that. Yeah. Now, why not? You go to Jeff Bezos, who has now the opportunity and, and is currently has the ownership for Thursday night football and a guy that has filthy rich money. He could go in right. there and say, Hey, Hey chargers, guess what? I'll buy you guys for, let's say at that point, $7 billion. Do you think the Spanos walk away with $7 billion? And that's a speeding ticket for him once again, yeah. to be able to buy that. So, now this is all hypothetical, but I mean, there's there's real talks that it could come around. Maybe there's an organization, a sports organization that Amazon decides to create that could just basically be the ownership for the Chargers if that happens. Now, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But it, it would be interesting to see the Spanos and what it would take for the Spanos to sell off their team. <laughs> I, Seven billion dollars is kind of nice, you know. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, yeah. and again. And again, uh, I can see. Be- I mean, Bezos has walked away from Amazon. He's not doing anything. He's just on his yacht yeah. with his new Chilling. girlfriend and doing whatever he's yeah. doing. So why Chilling. not own a team? Yeah. Um, I can see that happening personally. Um, again, it. I'm almost surprised it hasn't come up. I know his sister made a yeah. comment about. Um, yeah, you know, I should be more involved in the team, and they're like, "Well, why? What are you going to do for our team?" You know, and yeah. and it's yeah. it's interesting. So I'm very curious to see how that plays out. I mean, that's that's. Obviously, a conversation to have in our minds, but you know, doesn't really matter. Aether's got a good a good point for next week. So, mm-hmm. um, is maybe you take this, and then we can kind of go th- go around Robin. And we're a little over an hour, so we might want to hop off here pretty soon. But yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll watch more football, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's look ahead next week. And I actually wanted to kind of bring this up too, Aether. Um, yeah, do yeah. you see the good Browns call. will keep uh, will play 
keep away from Herbert or they'll try to get in a shootout against the offense. Let me hear you, my bro. So it's interesting. So I, and once again, I'm eyeballing what happened with the Browns Falcons game. Falcons basically beat them by three points at 23 to 20. If I'm looking at this whole breakdown, I mean, obviously the Browns are one of the best rushing teams in the NFL. I mean, they have two phenomenal backs with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They're Mm going to drill the ball on us as much as they possibly can. That's all they're going to do. Yep. With the Falcons, they didn't really have like that good of a game. I mean, Marcus Mariona threw 19 passes, seven completions with 139 139 yards, one pick. And they ran the ball okay. Uh, Algier, Tyler Algier, had a pretty good game, and it seems like it's their number one back there. But, you know, they only had a total of 333 yards comparison to 403 yards and beat the Browns. Now, my whole thing about this game, yeah, they could totally try to play the keep-away game. Now, their run game is going to be their pace and in, in their life of that entire team because I don't think yeah. Jacoby Brissett's very good as a passer. So as long as we could basically just kind of contain them on the run game and force Jacoby Brissett to be able to throw the ball, I think we'll be in good position within that game. And uh, my hopes is that J.C. Jackson's going to be able to really step up in that game. Uh, Amari Cooper's kind of their big guide over there. Um Njoku has been doing pretty well as their tight end. Um, it's really going to be those are the guys that are going to be the, the points of concern within that offense. Now, obviously, we didn't do that well against the run this game. We gave really on a 75-yard run on one play, but kind of for the most part, we did pretty good to be able to kind of contain them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if they if they find a way to be able to keep Herbert off the field, they'll have a great chance to win. Um, yep. So if well, they go so- with that game plan, yes. Yeah, and I and I, you know, if you look at it, Cleveland Browns, they are almost dead last in passing yards. Yep. Uh, well, they're yeah, almost last. Uh, 188 yards passing per game on average. But guess what? They're number one in the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah, what does that mean? Killing it. Yeah, we're gonna stack the box. We're gonna stack the box. Yep. Make yep Jacoby bris- brisket. Brisket. <laughs> Give us a victory brisket. Yeah, right. no joke. Like that's what they're going to totally do, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, they're averaging 200 yards a game rushing. Yeah. So, so um, we need to be better at that 110. percent I I firmly believe the game plan that the Browns are going to have is smash mouth football. Put it up the middle. Put it up the middle. Our defensive line's got to step up. Step up. That's exactly what that game is going to be. If if, if Brissett's supposed to win the game by throwing the ball, we we got that game in the bag. It's a done deal. It's not even going to be a game at that point. So. Anyways, that's my take on it. Kyle, what do you think uh, for next week? Well, yeah, I was just kind of looking. Um, yeah, I was just kind of looking ahead um, at their offensive unit and stuff, and looking at their PFF ranks for their players. Yeah. Uh, there's a it's a very favorable matchup uh, with Khalil Mack uh, against their left tackle. Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, Jedrick Williams Jr. is yep. not a very good left tackle. So they're going to definitely be able to get in for pressures and stuff like that. You know, so just like you said, I mean, if they have to rely on Brissett to, to lead the team, then it's going to be a bad day for them. It's yeah. a wrap. So it's a wrap. It's, it's yeah. definitely a wrap. You know, so, I mean, yeah. he, he's actually ranked fourth over all quarterbacks right now um, as far as starting right there, though, because, I mean, I don't know why or how, but PFF has actually given him a pretty good grade, though, so. But his their line is actually kind of struggling, especially on the left side. But the right side is a little bit better because they have a really good right guard right now. Yeah, so, it would have been so nice to have Joey Bosa out there with Mac because it would have yeah. been just mm-hmm. just 
ugly. We would have just destroyed him. Yeah. 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 Uh, but unfortunately, it sounds like he's going to be out for at least eight weeks. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So maybe we'll see him in December, maybe January. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 It'll yeah, probably yeah. be more of like a November thing for him. Cause I mean, you yeah. got to think the bye week too that's coming up. And, mm-hmm. Sure. Probably come back. Maybe it'll be for the Thanksgiving uh, uh game, you know, Thanksgiving oh, week game in Cardinals, possibly. So yeah, yep. that'd be sick. I mean, we'll, that'd be sick. We'll see if that happens. So um mm-hmm. yeah, that Browns game. Um I, I just kind of did a quick thing on ESPN just to look at their stats. They didn't update it yet, but yep. the Browns yep. are averaging about 28.3 points um on offense. Uh let's mm-hmm. see their defense, see what they're kind of giving up on a defensive side of things. Uh, defensively, they are giving up about 24. So, you know, we're kind of, if you were really going to compare both of our teams and both of our defenses and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this could be a very, very high scoring close game. I expect a Vegas yeah. line roughly about, uh, probably about three points on this yeah. game. Um, yeah. so right, yeah, right now, right now it plus. shows uh plus one right now. It's okay. Like, <laughs> so, so, and that's what Vegas. Yeah, yeah, and that's what uh you know the Falcons are showing too. So it, well, it. the the Falcons game was a minus one, uh, our game is a plus one. So yeah. got it. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I I really feel like again, um, you know, maybe to wrap up, maybe give us some final thoughts. Um, actually, Kyle, you want to go? Um, and then James, and I'll wrap up, and then we'll we'll end. Yeah, yep. I mean, bottom line, like a win is a win is a win. You know, yep. like you know, it's it glad that we got it. Uh, we we you know, like I said, this is the slump win, uh, a slump buster. You know, um, uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't pretty, um, yes. and it, and it wasn't um, you know, that uh, well developed in, in a lot of ways. But hey, we got that dub. So we got that uh, we're, dub. We're, the first quarter of the season, we're, we're two and two. Um, that's yep. a good, good thing place to be right now. Um, we and if we we can come out from this one and have a lot of momentum to win the next couple of games into the bye week I think we will be okay. Um and I think that you know like obviously we still have a lot to work on. Um you know we got to we got to accept that victory brisket today. Um but uh after we kind of like talk about a few more things or whatever like that, we got to prepare for this Browns run game because our run game has obviously been a shining freaking gaping hole because they ran like 140 yards on us today or something um yeah no that's it's come on boys let's yeah. let's plug let's plug them holes up so that's what that's my <laughs> thoughts yeah yeah you know in the way i'm gonna look at this game i mean ugly win just like you said is 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 still a win and you win by one or you win by 20 it's still a win and if you lose by one it's still a loss right mm-hmm. and you know, the thing about it is I'm going to look at this game and just say, hey, look, like we we have some glimpses of just being a very, very solid team. Like our first half, for some reason, is just fantastic. Like we do a very good job offensively. Um, defensively, we're, we're there and we're getting being very active. The energy level seemed very high. And then the second half, the energy level dipped again. And so the thing is that we need one solid, complete game. And we'd love to be able to see that as a, as a team. And and I'm just saying one thing, too. Our depth is actually a little better than we think. Even without Joey Bosa yeah. out there, we're still getting four sacks. We're still getting pressure. 
you know, the pick that happened to that uh, Nas got in this game was based upon pressure that Khalil Mack uh, got Khalil in Mack. basically yep. the quarterback's face. Um, and then on top of that, Jamari Salyer, I, I feel like we have to give him as much props as we possibly can to be able to see him kind of step up at left tackle. And that's big shoes to fill uh, for any Huge. guy to be able to play in left tackle. I mean, we I don't want to hear Storm Norton's name ever again. And, yeah. and I think we might have that guy that can kind of seal that edge for us, even if it's not going to be on the left, say, next season but he could be our right tackle for us too. And keep Trey Pipkins. And to be honest, Pipkins has done well too. So yeah, um, there's just a lot of glimpses of good positivity with this team. Um, it's still, the season is still gelling onto the Browns. Let's get yeah. that win. Let's do well. So what about your final thoughts there, Andy? Yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right guys. And I, I highlighted uh, what Aether said here. I think you're exactly right. Aether. Um, look, I have always said it takes four weeks for a team to come together at all, right? I still think even with the play calling, understanding personnel, understanding what to do, it still takes some time to figure things out. Un- this is what's so bad about having injuries at the beginning of the season is you it, 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 it changes your game plan dramatically. Yep. Now, having Corey Lindsley out there was a huge difference. Do you notice there was not a whole lot of yep. pressures on Herbert? And again, you got to remember the center is the one that's actually calling the defensive or the the offensive line protection scheme. And you you don't replace an all-pro center like Corey Lindsley with a Will Clapp. Will Clapp did great, by the way. Yep. But Corey Lindsley is a better general on that line, and it it showed Mm -hmm. today, especially with a young left tackle in Jamari Sawyer. Having said that, we need to start becoming more um, creative in the offensive side of the ball. I feel like, again, I've said this over and over again, beating a dead horse, extremely predictable. So so good news is we got the dub. It's ugly, but we got the dub. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we just got to look forward and say, all right, how are we going to beat the Browns? Now, I will say this. Uh, when we talk about the Browns, if they run all over us, it's going to be a long day. So they're going to mm-hmm. stack the box and probably play a lot of man um, and a lot of nickel, a lot of dime. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how we play next week, you know, and how are we going to stop the run? Because that's pretty much all they are. So, anyways, trending positive, but I, I wish we were better than we are now, and we should have put that team away very early. And it's unfortunate yeah. that it was even as close as it was at the end. So, Great. anyhow, Great. my final thoughts. That's good. Well, let's let's, let's end it out here and uh, close it out. <laughs> that's right. That's all right, righty, guys. Well, bros, you'll see plenty of uh, content from us week. As always, keep kicking ass. Bolt up. We'll see you in the next one. (laughs) Peace. See you guys.